Welcome to the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network, a weekly broadcast sponsored by CBC Coaching, hosted each week by industry speaker, coach, author, and educator, Jerry Eisenhower. Our presentations are produced to assist business owners and managers in turning their business dreams into their business realities. And now, here's your host, Jerry Eisenhower. Hey, I want to welcome everyone once again to the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network. You know, we put this on every week, and what we want to do is share great ideas, great concepts with you that's going to enable you to take your business to the level that you've been dreaming of. And you know, yesterday I, yesterday I had a great pleasure. I was able to hear some great speakers. Tony Robbins, man, this guy was energetic, but another guy was Marcus Lemonis. You might have heard of him. He's the prophet on TV. But he said something in hearing this, which it was, and it, it was like I put it up last night as a quote. If your business is a success, but it's not giving you satisfaction, is it actually a failure? Because that's why we build our businesses. It's got to give some satisfaction, okay? So I want to think about that. But today, I got a guy that I got hooked up about a year and a half ago. I went to a seminar that him and Suzanne Evans was putting on. It's like, hey, I'm going to get some great ideas here. But once I met this guy, and once I got to know this guy, and what this guy was able to do was pinpoint weaknesses in my presentation style, things that I knew were there, and he was able to pinpoint them out. So based on that, he told me two things. And from those two things were extreme value to me, and I'm using them to this day. So today I got this guy on the, on the radio with me, on the podcast, and it's none other than Larry Winget. And Larry has written books. He has written so many books. And, you know, a lot of people say Larry's kind of a direct individual at times. You know, I don't know why they say that. He's really a big old pussycat. He just don't want nobody to know it. And the one thing you don't want to do with Larry is don't mess with his bulldog. When you mess with his bulldog, you are now better be ready to fight. So anyway, Larry, you out there with me today, my friend? I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. We're going to have a good time. I know we are. We're going to have a good time, Larry, because that's a whole thing, you know, and that's what everybody's got to understand. You know, I just talked about Marcus Lemonis, and you know what some people told me? Well, I can't hear Marcus Lemonis because Marcus Lemonis owns Camping World, and he did this, and he was liberal and made these statements like, guys. Everybody's got their beliefs in business, and everybody's got their own points of view. And Larry, we, I got a point of view, you got a point of view, and what we both do is recognize other people's points of view, and sometimes they're not the same, and that's really okay. But the reason I asked for you to come on this show with me today was your strength is personal responsibility. And what I do is, is I work with people in the chimney and vending industries and the hearth and the fireplace. In fact, you even spoke to a lot of my people at the National Chimney Sweep Guild Convention this year. So here's my, I got a couple questions. Number one, personal responsibility. How does that come into play of a person being a significant leader, a leader of fellow man, a leader of his team, and how this team is going to take his ideas and help him reach his dreams. Where's personal responsibility coming at, Larry? Well, it hits so many different areas, Jerry. Really, you got to look at it from, uh, from an employee and a management standpoint. If you are their leader, 
that what you really want from your folks is to be responsible for their behavior, their actions, and their words. So that's what you really want from them. You want them to do what they said they would do when they said they would do it exactly the way they said they would do it and be responsible for all aspects of that. And if that's what you want from them, then you have to communicate that to them. You have to reward them for being responsible and keeping their word and doing what they said they would do. But you also, as the leader, you have to set the example by doing that in your own life and in the business so they can see that. People will emulate your style. So personal responsibility bleeds into every single area of selling, customer service, uh, integrity, honesty on the job. Nobody wants anybody working for them, whether you are the customer or the manager or the owner, who wants to blame someone else for what they do. We all want folks who will take responsibility for their lives, their words, and their actions, and their results. So let me ask you a question. You do coaching. You do presentations. You like to walk out to big groups. And I'm even in one of your coaching groups that we participate in and listening to all the things going on. So here, do you often see people that profess to be a leader? And they profess to all their beliefs of what they're wanting. But when it gets down deep inside, do they truly live that? Do they truly exhibit that? Or are they truly leading by what John Maxwell said, leading by example? Do they really do that deep down inside? You know, uh, one of the downsides of being who I am and at my level in the speaking and personal development, business development businesses, I actually know all these guys who stand on stage and write the books. And uh, uh, I know those guys you mentioned a while ago. And, I, and one of the downsides of knowing all that about folks is that you see people and it's an old term, they don't walk the talk. And uh, that that's one of the challenges that we all have. You know, I like, folks who are just the same way on the stage as they are off the stage. I like leaders who talk about uh, leadership and practice good leadership uh, while they're at work, but I like for that to carry over into their home life. You know, I like to see that they're leaders within their families and leaders within uh, their own lives as well. And so, Jerry, the the long answer to that is there's a whole lot of folks who can talk a good game and not very many of them deliver a good game. And that's going to be the challenge in any business. You know, we, we go to work as business owners and I've owned lots of small businesses and you say, this is how it's going to be. And it, it, it's kind of like the little boy who cried wolf. You know, you say this is how it's going to be once or twice and then you don't follow through on it and then you've lost the trust and the respect of the people who work with you and who show up every day and actually do the work. And that's because leaders don't understand that what they say, they have to follow through. And part of responsibility is follow through. And that's where you build trust and respect from the people that you manage and that you lead. And that takes you being on point all the time. It takes you having clarity and focus. It takes great effort on your part to bring that clarity and focus and drive that through every area of your organization so they can see you doing it. Yeah, management by example, 
but it also, uh, that's what builds trust and respect among your people. And that's what changes the culture of an entire business. When everybody in the business says, this is who we are, this is what we stand for, and we mean it. And you can see it through not only our words, but our efforts and our results. And you know, Larry, I'm glad you said the word culture. You know, and I'm trying to think back where the origin of that word was. When I was growing up in my younger life, culture, we really didn't talk about it, but for some reason in the last two, three, four years, all of a sudden, culture, culture, culture. And you know, you recently read a book or wrote a book, excuse me, writ, you wrote the book, <laughs> excuse me, but you wrote a book and it was about, well, you know, it was about personal culture and it was about how your core values and how all this. So tell me something, how does a leader, how does he get this right culture in the business? Cause I think I know the answer. I think I see the answer, but tell me from Larry Wingett's perspective, what is it about personal responsibility that gets the culture? Let me throw this into you. Is the culture only something that you exhibit when you're not that busy and you can take care of it? In other words, if you got a guy that's working for you, but he's really not part of the culture, hey, I'm so busy, and if I fire this guy, get rid of him, you know, we're going to lose a lot of money is where does all this come in a personal culture, personal responsibility, and exhibit this to your troops, your teams? Well, I tell you, culture has become one of those new business buzzwords, and uh, it's just jargon at this point. Every company already has a culture. It's the way, it's the collective thinking of the entire group. That's what creates your culture. What is the collective thinking of the entire group? If you have a group of, let's just say, just for example purposes here, you got 10 people and all 10 of those people come to work every single day and they're in it for them only. Then you have a, created a culture that lacks a cohesive focus and clarity and purpose. And they will never be able to follow a vision when everybody shows up for their own reasons. When you have created a culture that around an idea, a vision, a purpose, and everybody buys into that and shows up every day and through their efforts supports that, then you've created something that can gain momentum and has real force and can make a real difference. Now, in terms of what I write about and believe is that I believe that Again, your culture is the collective thinking and actions of every individual there. And what you have to do is try to get a group of people that have a, um, a commonality there around their beliefs and their values. If you have, and you mentioned that one kind of rogue guy out there, if you have a, a, a business where nine out of the 10 show up every day and they are focused on serving people well and doing a good job and it goes back to their core values of being honest and having integrity and integrity is just doing the right thing when nobody's looking and uh, of service if that is who they are that is who the business really is and that will show up in the way they deal with their customers and with each other and how they respect each other and their customers and the work environment and all of those things. Now you got this one guy on the outside. 
and he doesn't fit because that's not his belief system. The company can move along pretty well because nine out of 10 ain't bad. However, the one guy is never gonna fit and he's gonna cause problems because he is contradicting the culture of the organization and the core values of every individual. That's gonna have to be dealt with. At some point, a manager or leader has got to sit down and say, this person doesn't fit. While their actions may be pretty good, we have to understand this. Actions are what we normally try to address as leaders. If you wanna change somebody's results, we go after their actions. And yet, and that works for a while. And yet if you wanna change a, a person's results long-term, you go after their beliefs and their values because their actions come out of their beliefs and their values. So the way a, a leader or manager can really alter the culture is to make sure that they are teaching, supporting, training to, educating on, and rewarding the right value system because people with the right values will always take the right actions. Even if it's ugly, if the motive is right, then you usually get a good result. You know, and that's one of the things that I think, you know, words I've heard from you, and you know, since I heard them from you, I don't know who invented the word clarity. I don't know who invented the word focus, but and I really don't, you know, but it's immaterial who invents that. A lot of times that's what people are looking for. But I've heard this so much. And this is what is take is that clarity and focus to deal with that issue. Because here's my way of looking at it. I'm going to look at this guy that doesn't match my culture. And you said we got 10 and one out of 10. So here's the thing. When we got that person, will the nine influence the one or will the one influence the nine? Depending on the strength of that person with the wrong culture, this could be, I hate to say this, this could be the ringleader of real problems down the road. And, you know, I wrote a book about chaos to reinvention, and I talked in there about actually the organized walkout that was held against our company when we transferred ownership, it was organized, and that's what happens. Deep down inside, he didn't have the right culture. So how do you tell people to get this straight? Because do you agree it will infect those other ones? I absolutely, absolutely believe that old uh, idiom that says that one bad apple really can spoil the whole barrel. And then if you've got that one guy, it's got to be dealt with. And typically, you cannot change the core values of a human being unless the consequences are so severe that the pain creates such discomfort in their lives that they're saying, this is not going to work for me. I have to change. But that's really hard to do in business. So what that tells a leader is that you got to hire right, you got to manage right, you got to impose consequences. Now, consequences are not always negative. Consequences are also very positive. Consequence just says that an action creates a result. And so their actions, every single person's actions will create a result. And so if the leader says, this is who we are, this is what we stand for, this is what we will put up with, what we will not put up with, and then imposes consequences, which can be a reward for the correct behavior and punishment for the wrong behavior, then you will quickly discover who has the right values that support your goals and your focus and and, uh, and what you want to accomplish at your business. Now that means that you're gonna find some people that you can impose some, and everybody's gonna have a, a bad action from time to time. 
that you can impose a consequence that says, look, we, we don't put up with this around here. And they go, oh, okay, now I understand. And you can change the way they act. But if you get a person that consistently goes against the grain of what you are trying to accomplish in your company, I think the only way to do them, it's like a cancer. You have to cut them out quickly. And, you, you know, one of the things that came up with a, a call that I was on yesterday with another group is that uh, one of the guys pointed out that he had just learned from touring a med medical facility. And if you know anything about cancer, and most people know a little bit about it, uh, it's not really the cancer that ever kills you. It's how cancer affects the other parts of the body. That's what eventually does you in. Now think about that in terms of people. If you look at a person as a cancer, that person will not kill you, but their effect on other parts of the body, that's what will do you in. So yes, it can affect every other employee. And here's how it affects you as the leader, is that everybody who works there know that, knows, they know that person is a problem. They see it, they see it better than you. They know what he's saying to the customers. They know better than you, that person is not the right guy. And here, if you put up with that guy, then that undermines your respectability among the other employees because they say you're going to put up with that and then they lose respect for you. And plus, let's say you got one guy who shows up 15 minutes late every single day and you don't do anything about it, then pretty much what the lesson you're teaching all the other employees is it's okay to show up 15 minutes late. And so everybody now shows up 15 minutes late and you've undermined your credibility, your authority, and you've hurt the productivity of the entire business simply because you weren't willing to cut the cancer out to begin with. So I'm gonna ask that classic question, and you've shared this with me before, and actually it's part of my point of view, which you've taught me how to do that, how to construct that, how to have the clarity to do that. But here's the question, Larry, and you deal with this, and you and I have talked about this a lot in our individual conversations. How much pain, how much pain has a person got to take to decide, I've got to cut this cancer out? I mean, you know, do, how do you face this? It's going to be painful to do this, but if you do this, it ain't the, the resolution of the pain is going to go away. Your life's going to be happier. You're going to have a business with satisfaction. Is that, do you, you know, that's what we're looking for. No one wants to get up. Let's face it. You enjoy talking to people and share. You hate to travel. You hate airports. If you could magically appear in front of a group of people and levitate there, Larry Wingett would be on top of this world, okay? It's yeah. all that crap in the middle. Am I right? I mean, it's all that crap. So exactly. they got to see the pain I tell you what, we, uh, we typically put up with way too much pain for way too long. And the problem is, let's go back to my example of showing up late. The first time he shows up late is when it's got to be addressed. And what we typically do is it just ignore it and say, well, maybe it's just an off day. No, it's got to be addressed the first time it happens. And what we do is that we put up with something until it becomes such a problem that we really have an issue. And we lose business and it costs us, uh, as I talked about, uh, the respect of our other employees. And that's because we let it go on too long. We have to go back to that old Barney Fife and uh, Andy Griffith thing where uh, you got to nip it in the bud. And you just got to nip it. And the first time you see it, you got to nip it. 
And so I believe that when you said how much pain, not as much as people are currently putting up with. And let me tell you, we, you were talking about satisfaction. See, I believe that you live a satisfied life is sort of a stress-free life. And some people think you can't live a stress-free life. Let me tell you my opinion about stress. And we have all these idiots out there talking to you about stress management. Why would you want to learn to manage something you don't want at all? Which it makes no sense to me. We don't need stress management. Here's what I think we need. We need to understand that stress comes from knowing what's right and doing what's wrong. The lack of satisfaction you have in your business, you know what's right. Every single person in their gut knows what they ought to do. If they think of every employee they have individually, they say, I need to address that with that person and this with this person and go right down the list. They know that. Now it's not knowing that that causes them stress. It's not doing a damn thing about it that causes them stress. And so if you want less stress and more satisfaction, once you know there is a problem, you will immediately address that problem, regardless of what it is. So Larry, we're gonna end this in a minute. I'm gonna ask you two things. Neither one's a question, believe me. Actually, one is kind of a question. And here's the two things I wanna end this on with you. Number one, my audience is people that are in venting, chimneys, fireplaces, blue collar workers. So the first question is, I want Larry's kind of parting piece of advice. And the second thing is, Larry, you've wrote a lot of books. And I want to tell people that, you know, your books can give you a lot of guidance. I rate you and John, we all got different values. But what I'd like to do from you today, if you could pick out one book that you've written that shares the message, the most complete that someone can get it. I'd like to know that. So tell me those two things, Larry. Well, my parting shot for everybody is to understand that you don't get what you want out of life uh, until you're willing to give up what's keeping it from happening in your life. And Jerry, you've heard me talk about this before. You don't get skinny, you give up what's making you fat. You don't get happy, you give up what's making you unhappy. You don't get rich, you give up what's making you broke. Same way, when you want more success in your business, you don't just get more success in your business, you give up what's keeping you from being successful in your business. And so every business owner, manager, leader is gonna have to sit down and go through that process. If this is where I am and this is where I wanna be, what am I gonna give up to get there? Typically, you're gonna to have to give up some actions, you're gonna to have to give up some people too. You're gonna to have to give up your old way of thinking and embrace a new way of thinking. Every single one of those things will make you uncomfortable. I promise you that. But it's from discomfort and disruption that will come the ultimate success that people just say they want but aren't willing to become uncomfortable enough long enough to get what they want. Then, if you wanna know which is the right book, uh, my book, it's called Work for a Reason. That's the entire title. It's called Work for a Reason. That's a business book. And it gives people clarity around the ideas of what's most important. What should we really be doing every single day? How should we treat our customers? A lot of hints in there on hiring people, firing people, how to manage people to get the most from them. And that's the book that if you're running a business, I, I, I think it's the best business book I've read, not simply because I wrote it, but it's just a really, it's just a damn good business book. So 
There you go. Larry, you know, and guys, this has been Larry and Jerry, Larry Wingett. And Larry did this. Hey, you're not getting paid today for this, Larry. Larry likes to share information. What? Really? No, you're not getting paid, man. Hey, you said invoice ain't coming. But here's the whole thing, guys. I'm going to tell you, I have studied under a lot of people in my career as coaching. I've spent days with Dr. John Maxwell. I've spent time with Jeffrey Gidmer. I broke bread with Jeffrey Gidmer. had breakfast with Gidmer. I've met Tom Ziegler. Never had the pleasure of Zig Ziegler. I'm going to tell you something. Larry is a guy that has helped me immensely with his ideas. Larry's a guy that's straightforward. Larry, let's face it, I'll never break bread with John Maxwell. This is the one thing I know, that if I have a question, Larry's going to help me. And that's a, that's a, that is a very sacred thing to me, Larry, and I want you to know it, and I appreciate it because he helps me to gain my clarity. So our goal to you today in this presentation is for you to gain clarity, for you to gain, because Larry promotes other people's books. He promotes other people speaking. One of the people he promoted that Cheryl has got a lot of is Damien. God, what's that? Damien Mason. Damien Mason, yeah. And Damien and Cheryl have connected like you wouldn't believe. And and it's I sent Damien a message today. Damien, you have really helped her. They connect. And Larry, you know what it's like. There's certain people you connect. There is. So uh, you know, I want to compliment Larry for that and the people that I've known from being associated with Larry. And this is Jerry Eisenhower. The name of this broadcast is, it's, a, it's the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network. That's what we do. Yeah, we work with blue collar managers and owners and everything else. But what we do, our entire mission is to help you get your business dreams. You have the capability of doing it. Yeah, there's going to be pain. Yeah, there's going to be chaos. And that's why we keep putting it out. So follow us on social networking. Follow us on that. And hook up to my friend Larry. He goes on, and Larry will talk on the Internet. He puts on presentations. He goes live just out of the blue, whatever. But it's great stuff. So, Larry, before I tip out of here, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for participating with me today. I really mean that, my friend. Really, really do. So I appreciate that. Thank you. It's Jerry Eisner. We'll see you next time. And hey, keep watching us on the fireplace, or excuse me, Chimney and Fireplace and Safe Network. You never know who my next guest will be. So thanks, Larry. And we're out of here. Thanks for joining us here each week at the Chimney and Fireplace Success Network, sponsored by CVC Coaching, providing you the coaching and educational outreach services you need to move to your dream destination in business and in life.